Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. We're trying really hard to just, to just really, like, connect with what makes us feel good musically and whatever that will be you know we the the range of music that we love a lot um, is so wide so we we definitely don't feel any pressure to continue with a certain sound um, I would say a lot of the new stuff that we're working on is very different We're listening to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. Got my twin brother, Quentin, here today. I see what you did there. You see what I did? The reason I emphasize the word twin more so than I usually do when I say that is that we're talking about a band called Mr. Twin Sister today and i could not be more fucking pumped dude yeah they're pretty there's something special man yeah um yeah when i look back on the last decade of music these guys are at the top of my list as far as one of my favorite acts um of the last decade i mean no doubt because they like you said they're so unique and they have such a wide range in their sound I, you know, when I think about these guys and like, you know, I've seen them twice now, which is, which is, um, it's interesting because I've seen them in both the beginning of their career and up to this point, as in this year, I saw them a couple months ago. So I've really seen, I mean, every, I, I missed the middle stage, I guess, but I've seen the beginning and end, you know, and like, I, I think what it comes down to is just pure like talent you know what i mean like a musical talent i always musicianship think, yeah musicianship the songwriting the the way that they structure their songs and you know like these guys are the real deal like i've been saying that for years yeah um so have you kept yeah. up with them all this time even yeah like how many how many full lengths do they have they only have three full length albums uh they they formed in 2008 
Um, they got basically they the album that you and I were introduced to, I guess, would be their their EP, their first EP. It was called Color Your Life. It came out in 2010. I love that record. Yeah, and that was bad. I mean, when you hear it, it's it it sounds like it came out of 2010, right? I mean, it was just in the, along the same vein as all those other kind of dream pop bands that were around at that time, right? Yeah. And yeah. her voice her voice has definitely changed over the years, but when you listen to the stuff they were doing back then and the next album after that, the, their actual first debut full-length album, which is called In Heaven, came out the, the next year. It just sounds, her voice is very breathy and like, almost a whisper at times you know it's very unique like i'm but, thinking of uh all around and away we go yeah that was a song on, that, on that, that was, EP. that was a song that was playing there in the intro um oh i didn't even notice that oh i, I just remember the chorus part yeah. so uh are you gonna get into their name change yes yes i'll get into that later so uh they they originally went by just twin sister and i had my own theories as to why they changed their name to mr twin sister Turns out I was way off, but we'll get into the actual reasoning behind that. But I figured since we're talking about their early sound and you heard a little bit of that in the intro, I mean, it's kind of hard to hear it because it was over or behind the, the interview question. By the way, that was Eric Cardona, the guitar player. He also plays saxophone quite a bit on some of their records. He sings on some of their records. He was talking about their their influences basically and how they they're in love with so many different sounds and and they bring all of those sounds into all the records they're not trying to be any one type of sound and um and we'll, we'll you'll definitely hear that with just the three songs that we're going to play from the album that we're talking about but also when you hear where they came from so we'll start by playing a song from uh, another song from from color your life which came out in 2010 and then we'll talk about kind of what happened between that release and the one that we're going to talk about today, which is their self-titled album by Mr. Twin Sister, as in they changed their name, came out with another album that was self-titled. So anyway, Q, do you remember when we saw these guys back in 2010? Very well, yes. It was an amazing show. I think they blew the headliners out of the water. That's the one thing I certainly remember is that like, I mean, it wasn't even they their performance. Like I still remember to this day, right? Just how blown away I was because they were just so, it was so refresh. Like it was it was refreshing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know we should we should show up uh, throw up some pictures from that show because uh, Sarah brought her dad's really nice camera. We had we got some great shots from that show for for the blog. Did we um, did we take pictures of twin sister? Oh yeah, oh, got cool. some great shots, man. Right. Um, dude, that was back when we got to go to concerts for free for our yeah. Music that blog. was one of the few shows that we actually were able to pull that off. Where we're like, hey, we're from the press, you know, like <laughs> right. which was total bullshit, <laughs> but it worked. I mean, hey, um, we're from the internet. Yeah, we're from this publication called the internet. You know, so no big deal. But they opened for. <laughs> It was a it was an interesting show. It was Colts. You remember the band? It was Colts, Colts and, and then Twin Sister, and then Morning Benders. Morning Benders was the headliner. The funny thing about Colts, dude, I feel like 
out of those three bands, they had a mega hit with that song. I think I'm looking at it right now. It's called Go Outside. It was on Is some commercials like, and shit. I yeah. Go. Yeah. That's exactly it. So yep. that's kind of the funny. I think they I feel like they were the opening opening act. Yes, they were. But that that record, or at least that song, probably has more plays than than any of the Mr. Twin Sister stuff. Dude, fact, you remember I uh, at right now. Fucking Josh Blaylock was there just randomly from uh Burp FM. Burp FM, yeah. He I wonder is, if that's still a thing, dude. Oh I dude, I know it is. I, I follow him on 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 Facebook. Blaylock's he's, he's indie very, rock playlist. Very, um, very uh, I don't want to say successful. I don't know if he's successful or not. I'm sorry. He is successful. I guess I just didn't <laughs> want to make it seem like, oh, he's become this big wig dude. But what I'm saying yeah. is like, like it has continued to evolve. Like, and he's yeah. continued to do more projects and stuff. It's really cool. He he does these little. Um, Doesn't he? Have, uh, didn't didn't he start like a postcard vinyl? Yes. Yeah. I was just yeah. about to say, and he has That's his really own cool, record man. label, I think, too. But anyway. Yeah, dude, he did he did everything right. We yeah, he, that was what was supposed to happen with no filler. With, uh, and with we our, just, I mean, we never did. So anyway. No filler. You talking about uh, not no filler? Um, <laughs> both. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I'm really hoping that we play Lady Daydream because well, that's my favorite. Off the I'm pretty of sure life. we've played that on this record. Oh, we, uh, or record. on this podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. So you're that's right, the dude. thing. That's another thing. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm all over the map here. Yeah, we are. So we've played Twin Sister on this podcast before. I played at least one of their tracks as a, um, I think you actually played something off of this first record for us. It was on, a, it was um, for our, our Tycho episode. Yeah, for our What You Heard. I played yeah. Echo Arms on our end of year, like review episode for last year, oh, yeah. which was a single that came out um, sort of in conjunction with their new new record um it was a separate like it wasn't on the record or anything like that but anyway um so if you've listened to this podcast over the couple last couple of years you've heard twin sister now we're finally gonna give them the the proper attention that they deserve so let's talk about real quick let's just go through the roster and then we'll play some music so wait are we gonna play a song from color your life that's what I just said, man. We're going to go through the roster, and then we're going to play some music. All right. So, Andrea Estella is the vocals. We kind of talked about her. She's the main vocals. Uh, Eric Cardona, guitars, sax, vocals. From what I saw at the concert, he also does some some uh, synth and, and keys and stuff like that, programming, whatnot. Gabe D'Amico, bass player. Brian Ojeda. Oh, what now? Ojeda. Mm-hmm. Drummer. And then... I can't pronounce it, but <laughs> he goes by Dev. His last name is Gupta. Dev Gupta. He does Gupta. like... Gupta? Yeah. He does like keys and synth. So anyway, that's the band. What more do you need to know? So here we go. Let's play another track off of their... Or EP Color Your Life came out in 2010. We're going to play a song called The Other Side of Your Face. And this is going to be kind of a lengthy clip, but um, in, intentional. I want you to hear and kind of appreciate how these guys sort of build a mood and like sort of set a foundation for a song. They're really good at doing this. 
they always have these nice long intros where they kind of sort of lead you into the song and this is one of those uh, songs and it was the first track on this album so it's kind of like in a way it's sort of like hey this is this is who we are like this is what we do you know not that this was their first record because it wasn't but for a lot of people this is probably the first song that they heard of theirs so all right here we go the song is called the other side of your face great buildup like you were saying yeah right i mean it just it perfectly sort of sets the mood you know yeah so they're the instrumentals like the music aspect of it before you hear her sing to me it's got like a kind of like a 
like the 80s new wave kind of kind of like tears for fears kind of sound i can i can maybe see that a little bit yeah yeah i mean i think i think better than any group um in the last decade like what they do really well is blend uh sounds from different decades not so yeah. much that they i mean obviously they blend genres and stuff you know it's a fusion of a lot of different things but mainly it's a sound that you kind of link to the 80s and 70s you know right this there's a lot of disco in their music there's a lot of jazz in their music too almost to the point of like uh you're going to hear in the first track that we play off their their self-titled mr twin sister album there's some almost some sade kind of that kind of r&b uh jazz kind of sound Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then you'll hear, I mean, just about everything in between. And and aside from one song, which we're gonna play uh, from this album that we're talking about tonight, uh, they really never go back to that that sound that they were doing back in 2010, that dream pop sound. Yeah, they went back to it on their on their next record in 2011 that came out. So let's talk about that for a little bit. So basically. They're sort of signed with Domino Records um, at this point, or shortly afterward. Domino was a pretty is a pretty well known indie record label, right? And oh, so yeah. this kind of allowed them, as they put it, to like focus one hundred percent on on the music because they were able to quit their jobs and stuff because you know they got this advance from the record label to make the record, but they found that they, you know, with a record label comes like, hey, you've got this sort of agreed upon date that it's going to come out, right? And so they felt like it was rushed and they weren't ultimately that happy with the 2011 release in Heaven. And listening back on it now, like it, it does sound, it, it doesn't sound like it's at the, like the par that they, that they deliver with everything else that they've done, you know? Yeah, so they they weren't able to to have the pace that they wanted to really hash out. No, their ideas. No, and and, and it sounds such like, a familiar story, you know, yeah, with so yeah. many bands. And it sounds like Domino was expecting them to be this certain type of band. Yeah, and and they turned out not to be that band. Like they didn't deliver what Domino was expecting, and that's not by any means like a bash on Twin Sister. If anything, it's a compliment to them, right? Sure, sure. Because as the guy was saying in that interview, and that was Eric, by the way, that I played in the beginning, mm-hmm. like they're all over the place with, with their sound because they have so many different influences and they were sort of tired of hearing, I actually have a quote here. This is from um, the drummer. He says, um, I'm not exactly sure what he's referring to, but I'm going to say it. He says, we're not a hot shelf item. We almost did the opposite of what we knew they wanted from us being Domino. We were sick of hearing dreamy, reverb, chill wave. And we were like, we want to be upbeat and bright and have no reverb. We were reacting. So in other words, it almost sounds like, I don't know if it was like they were like snubbing the label. Like, yeah, we don't want to do, we want to do the exact opposite of what, what you're telling us to do just to be difficult, you know? But it sounds yeah. like they are so, um, like I was saying, like these guys are, they're true musicians, you know, in every sense of the word. Like they don't want to be boxed in with anything. 
Yeah, that's they're why, true artists. Yeah. When you listen to Mr. Twin Sister, they're self-titled, and when you listen to the one that they came out last year called Salt, every literally every track is different. You know what I mean? They they yeah. they they they'll go anywhere that that they're inspired to go, you know? And in a way, sure. there is no lead member of this band. Each one of them contributes musically. They they each write and contribute song structures, lyrics. So let's talk about now let's talk about the name change a little bit here, okay? So they come out with In Heaven in 2011. It didn't get much success from their record label's perspective, although it was critically acclaimed. Like they got a lot of praise for this record. It just didn't make as much money as Domino was hoping and and like banking on it to make, you know? Yeah. So they part ways with Domino. And so basically a lot of shit goes down in 2013. 2013 was sort of this rough year for them. They they part ways with Domino. Uh, Andrea Estella, the lead singer, is diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Oh, shit. And then uh, while they're touring in Florida, the entire band is involved in a car crash in the oh. band. So they're, they're, they're going from a show to somewhere else, probably the next show. From in Tallahassee, they were driving to Gulf Shores, Alabama, to go to a music festival, which it's very likely I was in the same area at that time, because you know we go to Gulf Shores quite a bit. Oh yeah, and it, yeah. we always line up with this music festival that happens like down the road from from the uh, from the, the hotel the, that we stay in. Yeah, damn. So anyway, that's beside the point. So anyway, they get in this car crash. It was actually pretty a pretty bad car wreck according to um cardona um had it not been for this partition that they put up to separate themselves from the um from the equipment uh-huh. likely one of them would have died fuck did so was like everyone was everyone okay everyone was okay, okay. Uh, to some i mean they were injured the bass player sure. uh the bass player gabe broke his both of his legs and one of his Ooh. wrists wow and you're a bass player and you break your wrist you know oh man so anyway, this sort of forces them to push the release date of this record, which ended up being a good thing um, because it allowed them to focus more on it and like perfect it even even more so than you know they typically would. And they they've even claimed that like hey you know we're we're sort of perfectionists when it comes to our music so this only like you know encouraged more of that in a way you know. Yeah. But anyway, so all of this happens in 2013. I'm not exactly sure when they changed their name, but it was some sometime between In Heaven and this release date. And my thought, my full fully acknowledging that it was just an assumption, like my my best guess kind of thing, was that this car wreck happens, right? Mm-hmm. And like it almost kills them. It sort of makes them reflect on everything. Yada yada, right? Yeah, I thought that they come out on the other end of this wreck and are more quote unquote like mature and taking things seriously. So they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let's just go by Mister Twin Sister. You know, yeah, a little, we're, it's we're, a bit more dignified. Yeah, we're an adult band now. Let's let's go by yeah. Mister Twin Sister. Turns out that's completely wrong. The reason that they changed their name is actually kind of it's even funnier than that. Apparently, there was this this group, another band, 
of actual twin sisters that went by the name twin sisters or twin sister maybe that uh-huh. was trying to sue them and in in the middle of this this christian organization named twin sisters jumps in on this suit and tries to sue the other band oh so, my god twin sister the band that we're talking about just is like you know we're 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 backing out of this like we don't care that much yeah we're we just going to change care. our name yeah it's not very christian of you no it's not <laughs> and like you know seriously who cares but anyway right so it it kind of works take, out take the high road yeah take the high road either way it they kind of look back on it um and and say that it kind of worked out in the end because although they didn't intend for this to happen it actually plays kind of well with the dynamic of the band and and where they where they go because it it really is a split like when you listen to their music before the name change and after it's two very different bands you know so in a way it it was it was good timing for that because it allowed them to change their name come out with this new record um so so like it's a bit of a rebranding it really is like a rebirth almost yeah they go from this big record label domino to back to to self-releasing their music right they they formed their own label called twin group that they released this record on and then when you listen to some of the lyrics, a lot of people thought that this name change was trying to imply certain things because uh, one of their singles called Blush uh, talks about, um, the, the lyrics are actually, I am a woman, but inside I'm a man, and I want to be as gay as I can. Those are the lyrics. Hmm. So a lot of people inferred, tried to infer some things from that. Sure. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously you would, right? But the uh, the way that they put it is this album itself is about just like nightlife in general and and like Mm -hmm. how being inside of a club, like you feel more free to be whoever you want to be, you know? Yeah. But on the other. In a sea of people. Yeah. And now, but on the other note, it sort of plays well with. Number one, the name change, Mr. Twin Sister. Yep. But also the fact that this five piece, right? It's a collective. There is no one band member. The band itself is sort of um, androgynous in a way, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, Because yeah. they're all contributing. Um, Eric Cardona has a very um, feminine voice. He sings very high pitched. So sometimes it's hard to tell if it's her or him singing. I mean, mm-hmm. I can, I can tell if, if you know the band, you can tell, but yeah. so, um, does he ever take the lead in some songs? He or did. On, she... Yeah, he, he, he has on a couple of tracks, but anyway, um, it's sort of all kind of fits perfectly, you know? Yeah. I love uh, it. Okay. So let's, let's, let's play. Um, I'm actually going to do something that we usually don't do. We usually try to play these songs in the order that they appear on the album. But um, Dude, I want to play. You know, it's, it's funny. I was gonna suggest that when we when we cover "Washed Out." <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, there's no reason to play them in order, dude. No. So we're limiting ourselves. I'm gonna no play uh, track three here on their okay. self-titled. It's called "In the House of Yes."
so once again with the really long intro, right? Like it's a minute before she sings anything, right? Yeah. Um, and dude, what a what a complete flip from that song that we played earlier, right? Totally. I like how the you know there's just kind of random. Uh, it's it's not really um, melodic at all at the very beginning, and it just kind of yeah mm-hmm. assembles itself, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So um, the lyrics, uh, once again, you'll see a theme with a lot of these songs, right? The lyrics are, I slipped up, felt the echo of a memory rise up and disappear from me. Fill my cup. Now that I've had two or three, I can get a little free. It feels good to celebrate the loss of my independence. I'm in the mood to let the rhythm push me out of my head. And then it sort of does that swell like into this really like it really opens up the song, you know, and you start to hear sort of this, like, like I said, disco, it sounds like kind of a disco, um, theme, you know? Yeah. And then, um, there, you know, it goes on to some more verses after that. So let's play a little bit more. Let's pick up where we left off here.
a fucking song, dude. I'm telling you, man. I, man, so many little parts. Like, if you really pay attention, there's just so much going on. I mean, again, it's just, they're just, um, they're just really masterful, you know, at, at building moments in a song, you know, changing directions in a song and then coming there's, back. And there's a lot of really creative um, aspects of it, like with, like you can hear them kind of whispering throughout yeah. the song. And yeah, my, so my favorite part at, at uh, was right before that guitar, uh, guitar solo, right before the saxophone solo. And it happens again earlier in the song. She's like singing alongside like a pitched down voice, like her own voice pitched uh-huh. down. It's like, yep. yeah, I mean, she, so what's interesting. I wish that, I knew the words cause that, that sounded dumb. That, but I love that. No, I, I'll tell you the words. She says, I forget my problems. You can wake me when you solve them. And that's what that, she, she says that right then. Yeah. What? You can't even tell that's what she's saying. She has one of those, uh, the way that she kind of um, says words and stuff. She's one of those artists that she's like, she's like a Brit Daniel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The (laughs) word is going to fit into the melody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, um, again, going back to the lyrics, what I love about these lyrics is that it's about, um, she's, she's in her room, um, drinking and, and, and dancing, uh, with music and like sort of like getting lost in this music that she's listening to in her room. You know what I mean? That's that's really cool. Yeah. So like the lyrics again, it's like the first verse was, you know, fill my cup. And now that I've had two or three, I can get a little free. The next verse she says, fill my cup. And now that I've had three or four, I could use a couple more. And then the last verse is spilled my cup. The room is tipping to and fro. My mind is moving kind of slow. And then she talks, <laughs> she actually, what's funny is at the very end, she says, I know I should break out of these walls I've built around me. If only yeah. I could face up to the world, let the truth surround me. So what's interesting is Andrea has, um, in, in interviews, she says that she's sort of a homebody, you know, and that like yeah. the the demands of the label and like the touring schedule uh-huh. from Domino, she actually found herself um, not very happy, you know, and okay. sort of angry all the time. Yeah, And so... Again, them parting ways with Domino was actually a good thing in a lot of ways. Um, For her mental health. and Yeah, so here she is talking about, like, you know, she's an introvert, obviously. She's dancing alone in her in her apartment or whatever, but she's still yeah, sort of, having a great time. Yeah, but still sort of acknowledging, like, I, I, I know I should, like, leave, you know, but, yeah. but like, I, I just can't do it. Yeah, but anyway. I like, I like to, like, uh, you know, that line, Nick, you were saying, my mind is moving kind of slow. I like how yeah. they, like, turn down the pitch real quick. Yeah, exactly. Slow. Exactly. That kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, and I will say this, like, I, you know, I saw them a couple months back at a very small venue and it was a very intimate show. There's one thing that, that is so obvious with these guys is they, they have fun and they have a blast like doing this, you know? And yeah, you sent me that little clip. Yeah. Of the saxophone solo part of, of this that exact solo. Yeah. Yeah. She was just kind of up there dance, like dancing up yeah. there while he was, while he was doing his saxophone solo. It yeah. Looked, I mean, it looked great, man. I, yeah. I wish I could have caught them. Yeah. It was amazing. But anyway, um, another interesting thing and, and what makes me like love this record even more. Number one, we know that they, they survived a near death experience in a way together as a group. Right. Yeah. But this is after they they dump Domino, and so, you know, 
it made them have to kind of get jobs again, right? On the side. Yeah, yeah. But so here I've actually got the the lineup here. Gupta, who is the keys, is a programmer, which makes perfect sense. Like that's what he does on the side. D'Amico, the bass player, works for an eyewear company. Cardona and the drummer work at restaurants. And then Estella is uh, an artist. Like she actually, you can buy some of her stuff on her website. Um, if you look at the record um, album art for Salt, which came out last year, that's some piece of art that she made. Oh, it looks very um, Native American. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's funny is you could buy, she was actually selling uh, beads and stuff from that from that doll that she made. Anyway. At the concert? Uh, no, just on her website. Oh, oh gotcha. Uh, anyway, um, I don't know if they're still doing these things, but that's what they were doing at the time. And that just made, like, to hear this music and know that it, this is the, what comes out of these five musicians that are, you know, waiting tables at a restaurant or something like that during the day, you know, or, you know, selling glasses to people, you know, like it just, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Right. Cause there's so much, it's obvious these guys are artists, you know, first and like, it's, it's just crazy to think about, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool that they, they have their nine to five, but then they still get to share this with us. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. All right. So let's move to the next track. And, and this is probably my favorite, um, Mr. Twin Sister song. Um, this is, again, I was kind of alluding to like Sade in a way, and I think you're going to hear some of that 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 style on the song, mm-hmm. but um, we have to listen to the whole song. I mean, there's just no way around it. So it's six minutes and 33 seconds, so apologies up front, but um, you have to hear the whole song in its entirety to really appreciate it and to see just how... Uh, incredible of a song it is so try to listen to some of the um like the melodies and how how they sort of play off each other this song is called sensitive and again you're going to hear a nice slow intro build to the song anyway let's just let it play Thank you. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know where to, where to begin, you know? Yeah. Um, you're right, dude. They're probably the, the most talented and impressive band to come out in the last 10 years. Uh, I'm telling you, man. I mean, it doesn't get easily, you know, the, the, one of the problems with playing the song all the way through is that we don't get to stop and comment on it. I mean, obviously you and I were kind of geeking out the entire time. Um, but the, you know, maybe we should go back and play a couple of moments here. There's, I, I think I said saxophone solo. I meant to say guitar solo. Let's just play that part really quickly, um, because it's not it's not really a long guitar solo. What I like about that and what always like, in, like it's impactful on me when it happens is that her voice. You know, she there, there's a a line that she says over and over again, where she says, "I've I've forgotten everything." She says that yeah. over and over again. Yeah. This this time when it kind of goes into this guitar solo, it's like the perfect like handoff because the guitar solo almost picks the exact note almost that she is singing mm-hmm. and sort of just like plays right before she's even sing like done and sort of takes it from there. It's almost like a like a baton race handoff thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it kinda has like a I think it I think it maybe the drummer with the cymbals it kinda swells into that guitar. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. All right. So let's play that again. Let's real quick. No, no, uh, no drum cymbals, but like everything complements. Yeah, everything it, it all complements each other so well. Yeah, it's everything's in like perfect tandem. Bass yeah. player is amazing. Let's just say that. Like his bass, his, his bass lines are incredible. And um, you know, you know how how I feel about, I you know I, I I'm always appreciative of a drummer that keeps it simple but effective. And this is this is one of those drummers, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's play this other part here that both of you and I, we both acknowledged how fucking incredible it is. It's the next, it's the very next part after that little guitar solo thing where everything gets kind of quiet again. And then there's this thing that happens where uh, it's the guitar again. Um, It's kind of hard to describe. So let's just play and then we'll talk about it again. But it's right after this part.
what better than what that. a what a great moment album album opener too. yeah no kidding there's this quality to the song like it really does it, the funny thing is like you listen to the lyrics i'm heavily distracted is this just an illusion or is this romantic dreaming yeah the whole song sounds sort of like this dreamy sort it, of like yes dude you know it's so I mean? like it, you're, you're cinematic floating. and like yeah it yeah dude it's yeah. got this warmth to it and it really it just feels like you're kind of like floating it, in this illusion kind of totally thing, you know? yeah it's amazing yeah okay anyway i've been fucking ready to to share this song on this podcast for a long time dude <laughs> um, yeah i remember anyway. you almost you almost died. You almost had a heart attack when you found out that I had not been keeping up with them. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't believe it because, yeah. like like we both said, we, we saw them together in concert almost a decade ago. Well, yeah. not quite, but it was October of 2010. We saw them at the Kessler Theater. Um, Is that but their theater sound still around? So, uh, that's a really good question. It, it's got to be around. I don't know if it's called the Kessler. Yeah, it's still there. So, it's and really I, old theater. So I listened to a handful of songs from their 2011 release in heaven, but then I just, I I stopped paying attention. Well, I mean, shit, maybe you lost track of them when they changed their name, you know? I mean, it sounds like you did. Well, I'm just, I just, you know, I I just didn't think about them anymore. The funny thing is like, I remember when I listened to this album, when it came out, I guess five years ago, came out in 2014. Like I remember this was the first track on the album. So I'm blown away right immediately. But I don't remember um, being entirely surprised uh, by how drastic the change in sound was. Um, maybe because of just how varied their music is. But it really is like a drastic, drastic change from what they were doing in 2010. But it just speaks to, to like the guy was saying, you know, they're, they're, they, I think when they, you know, when they sit down and write and record and make music, they're just making, they're making, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, they're not setting out to make any one type of record. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about them. And obviously like we're saying and sort of tr- hopefully demonstrating like the songwriting, uh, talent is just like really unmatched nowadays. You know what I mean? You don't hear this level of quality very much on a pop record. Yeah. I think it's also important too to remember that, like you said, every single member of this band contributes to the songwriting. So it just shows how right. well they work together and and how how well their their yeah sounds complement each other. Like I was saying earlier, I mean it's just it's, right. it's perfect. And and while recording this record, during the day, they're you know waiting tables, yeah. you know programming. You know he's probably just doing some bullshit programming job but anyway that's kind of what amazes me it's like man you never know what the talent that's out there you know what i mean yeah the 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 person that is serving you a bagel is is going home at night and making stuff like this you know it's amazing oh yeah especially with the emergence of the bedroom diy kind of culture that we have right yeah all right so anyway i kind of mentioned that for the most part and i've said this over and over again they don't sound like they used to, right? But there is a song on here where, where they they do sort of revisit the dream, the dreamy kind of, uh, well, I use dream to describe the last song, but you know what I mean. Dream pop, that, that sound that was all over the place in 2010. 
Yeah, yeah. The sound that they even had themselves back in 2010. There is a song on the end of this record called Crime Scene that I absolutely love. It's just a really great song. Um, this might we'll, be the first time that, that I'm hearing this one. I don't know if I got all the way through the end of the record. And well, get, get ready. Listen to it. I'm ready. This is a this is a great song. Her voice is great again, and and you're gonna have moments just like in this last song on Sensitive, where you're gonna feel like moved. You know, at least you should. If you have a, if you have it, if music has the ability to move you, which I know it does for you, Q, oh, uh, yeah. you're gonna feel some stuff here. All right. So anyway, this is called Crime Scene.
that was beautiful. I loved how simple it was. Um, I like I like when when bands do that. Like they close out an album, you know, in a more intimate style. You know. Yeah. So what's really interesting pretty. about that track, like you said, it's like it's just very pretty. You know, um, and there's a lot of things that 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 track has acoustic guitars you know there's not a lot of synth or um like programmed beats and stuff the 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 rest of the album up to that point is very like almost dancey clubby you know oh yeah and i say clubby there's a couple of tracks on here that were that we didn't play maybe we'll play we'll have one play us out how about that but there's a song called out of the dark and 12 angels 12 Angels is extremely um, almost like industrial um, dance um, house music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's track six. Track seven is sort of this like instrumental kind of um, slower, almost like a, it's almost like 12 Angels is this really heavy, like I said, house song. And then Medford track seven is sort of like this again, like they're really good at this. And I, I feel like they did this intentionally. Like it's almost like this handoff to crime scene, which is more like slow and sort of, like you said, prettier, mm-hmm. but like, it's, it's great that they closed the record with that song because number one, it's a great song to close on, but it's also, it's unlike anything else that came before it on the record, you know, but yeah. it does yeah, have right. that. It's got their old, a little bit more of their old sound there. Yeah. But it, it, you know, it just proves that they can, they can still make music like that. But yeah. I think it is, uh, again, like the the level of like musicianship and stuff has, like it always has improved with them, you know, year over mm-hmm. year. But they're doing that same sound that they did back in 2010, but it's just like the next version of it, you know? Yeah. So another thing that's interesting about this song, right? Very pretty, again, kind of dreamlike. The lyrics are literally about a crime scene. If I read the lyrics to you, it's going to sound like, like an Alice in Chains song or something like that. <laughs> Bloodhounds tied in seaweed, bloodhounds in green chains, picnic on the river, witness claimed. Hair was found at the foot of the woods. One watcher knew it well, pushing through the line of the cops to get closer. All I want to do is be tied to you, terror through each quiet night, up and then I'm down, thinking I'm dying, then back up where I forget. Those lyrics don't sound like they belong to that song at all, right? No, but, or, or that they belong on this album. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, anyway, um, this is an album that you have to listen to all the way through. We say that a lot, I feel like. But um, I think the three songs that that I picked show a, a really good representation of just how like, talented, obviously, number one. But number two, just how... like how varied their 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 sound is you know like they yeah. they will go from from you know a dance disco song to like a jazzy um esque kind of song to to something like this all in the same album and they do it again on the next record um that came out last year called salt um just if i was to name a couple of my favorites off of that album it would be taste and movies uh, tops and Bottoms and Alien FM. Not that we're going to play those songs, but anyway, if you're interested, go check those out. But anyway, uh, this is one of those bands that I will 
purchase every record that they put out because they yeah. are just so amazingly talented and like you know they will go anywhere with their music you know yeah it was great good stuff my dude so for the sidetrack we're gonna play some music from Mr. Eric Cardona who is the guitar player saxophone player singer he does his own solo stuff so we're gonna check him out and see what he's doing cool he came out with an album um this year called Cell Songs. So we'll talk about some of that. Uh, there's actually a track on here that is him plus the rest of the bandmates. So it's kind of, it's almost like a, like a, uh, like another single from Twin Sister, but it shows up on his record. That's cool. Anyway, um, maybe we'll play that one. Anyway, so um, I had said that I would play uh, 12 Angels to close us out. And I think I will. Because, like I said, that's um, another another track off of this record that sounds completely different than the other three that I played. Uh, so, anyway, we will play that to close us out. Uh, again, we've been talking about Mr. Twin Sister. If you have not heard of them, uh, I hope this this episode has sort of um, influenced you to go check them out. I would say listen to this record all the way through. Listen to 2018's Salt all the way through. And I would also say listen to their single Power of Two slash Echo Arms. That's the A and B side. Um, those came out sort of, like I said, sort of in tandem with uh, Salt. But anyway, one of the best bands that's come out in the last decade, in my opinion. Q, I think I've convinced you that that is the truth. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with that. Yeah, you really, really? can't. Yeah. Anyway, um, obviously, I could I could talk about these guys forever, so... We will close out the episode. Um, check out our website, nofillerpodcast.com. We will find all of our episodes with show notes accompanying each one of those that lists off the interviews and videos and whatnot. Uh, like, like Quentin was saying, we'll actually post some photos from the concert that we saw of these guys uh, almost a decade ago when they first hit the scene. So... We don't often post photos on the site, so yeah, check it out. Cool. Well, alrighty. Until so, next week. Until next week. My name is Travis, and my name is Quentin. See you later.
92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.